0: zero
1: 12. Welcome once again to the show that covers everything and anything and tells it like it is. My name is Joe Botchino along with my tag team partner and co-host David Gomez. Sir, how are you this evening?
0: I'm doing fabulous, sir. Excited to get another pure gold episode underway.
1: Sir, just when you think that the month of March really has nothing to to really talk about, you know, you got spring training, you got the NFL draft, but we've got plenty to discuss because we are wrestling freaks. We're on the road to WrestleMania.
0: It's official. (laughs) official.
1: But before we go, let's give out some contact information, sir.
0: Of course, folks, as always, if you'd like to be a part of the show, you can call us 714-364-4721. You can check out our website, puregoldpg.com, And, of course, there we have links where you can check Follow Me on the right-hand side. Folks, you can find out what we're doing, what we're up to on puregoldpg.com. Like I said, links to our Twitter, mine and Joe's individually, links to our joint Facebook. Not only that, but you can check out the amazing, the wonderful, the awesome iTunes. You can that's right folks. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and hear all the other ninety seven episodes of Pure Gold. That's right folks. This is episode number ninety eight. We are two count them, two away from the big one hundred, sir.
1: I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, time has really flown and uh I think we need to make one episode number one hundred really, really, really special.
0: Oh, of course, sir. You you know it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We must, and I mean must, make it a PG extravaganza.
1: I think it's only apropos that, again, in the month of March, we 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 focus on WrestleMania because that is the Super Bowl of wrestling. It is the big, the granddaddy of them all. And sir, watching Raw last night live and in Boston, one of the hot crowds. Um, you know, we always talk about the hot crowds. We talk about Boston. We talk about New York City. We talk about Chicago. Um, Boston was uh, electric yesterday, and, um, you know, I'm still loving the promos between Rock and Cena. I think that they're they're real. I mean, they, they feel real. Um, I'm having a good time with it. I, I'm really looking forward to their match, and, you know, now they're starting to, to bring that whole angle in with John Cena about, like, he has to win this match because... If he doesn't, he erases everything that he's done for the past 10 years. And I think that's a great angle that they're playing, sir.
0: Yeah, but let's talk about that. Let's talk about what happened last night. The fact of the matter is, sir, I mean, that was a great Raw. Oh, well, let me backtrack. It was a very good Raw. But everything they did with, with uh, John Cena and The Rock, sir, what The Rock did, his history lessons, Paul Revere, uh, you know, doing a little, a little a special song for John Cena, throwing everything in the Boston Harbor reminiscent of when The Rock threw uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, excuse me, when Stone Cold Steve Austin threw the Rock's uh, IC title in, in the uh, harbor, and then of course uh, you know the Rock threw on the Smoking Skull belt in the harbor, et cetera, et cetera, Sir, it was classic. Everything the Rock did last night, it was classic. People have said on Twitter, they've said on Facebook, they've said on WrestleZone, they've said at all these different places that John Cena is winning the war of words. I just don't see it. Last night was a perfect example. That goofy, mm-hmm. retarded, idiotic face that expression that John Cena had on his face while The Rock was ripping him down verbally, running him down, it just, to me, it kills this angle. I mean, I'm not going to say it's uninteresting, I'm not going to say they haven't done a better job than we all expected, but, sir, that look on John Cena's face was was so horrible. Sir, you can't even take the guy seriously. The Rock is here running him down, and Cena's just sitting there smirking. What, what, What the heck is that all about?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, again, we get teases, of, you know, hopefully a, a John Cena heel turn either at WrestleMania or right before it or maybe right after it. But, uh, you know, we could definitely uh, get back to WrestleMania talk because I see one of our best friends in the whole wide world has decided to join us. I mean, he's been gone for, what, like four or five months, maybe even more, and uh, he decides to call in today on the road to WrestleMania. Let's see who we got on the line, sir.
0: I honestly don't know how long it's been, but it's been quite a while, and we are proud I don't know. Are we proud? I don't know about proud. We're privileged. Uh, we're I don't know happy. About privilege. We're pleasantly pleased to have the one and only Mr. Bright Lights, Jarrett Foster, the man of a thousand bulbs. Jarrett, how are you doing, sir?
2: Very well, guys. Good to hear your voice. Well, it's not really good to hear your voices, but it's nice to hear your voices again. <laughs> Wait, yeah, it's, 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 always good
1: to put, it's it's always good to put his intro music on first. Hold on a second. <laughs>
2: There he is. Wow. And on that good. note, you guys have a good show. <laughs> yeah. um, What's up, been, my man? How you guys Listen,
0: been. Man. We've been good. We've been good. I, I, like, like Joe said, it's been a long time. I honestly don't remember the last time you came on. I know when you did, uh, IWF was still in business. Tell us, what have you been up to in the past uh, several months since the IWF closed its doors?
2: you know it's been uh, i think everybody thought when iwf closed its doors that you know bright lights uh glitz and glamour you know a lot of the guys would be unheard of and i and i and i'm i'm proud to say that we've uh, done the complete opposite i know that pretty much the majority of iwf students have been branched out and relocated and getting themselves on shows but um obviously to promote myself um obviously. and uh, Aaron's. And Aaron Shride and our tag team It's been going extremely well I mean in the past couple of months we've been incredibly busy We've uh, done a show At Chaotic um, up in Massachusetts We did uh, We're now part of Warriors of Wrestling uh, D2W, Jersey All Pro Wrestling Jersey Shore Championship Wrestling Is about to kick off um, You know ECPW we're, we're all over the place and we're actually doing Very well uh, on the tag team uh, Circuit getting our glitz and glamour around And it's its going it's going very well. We've been quite busy.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting that that you've done so much in terms of uh, tag team. And, and I see all your posts on Facebook. Uh, well, not Facebook, but uh, that, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of Larry Lawson and all his crazy Facebook posts. I see all of your posts on Twitter. I see what Aaron posts, uh, you know, Stephen Sterling, the guys, everything that's been going on with you. Now, what about singles competition? Have you got into any of that, or has it been mostly just uh, tag team?
2: Well, at D2W, I mean, we at D2W, one of the promotions, we do singles, sometimes tag. Uh, but for right now, I, I really, for what we're doing, uh, you know, and I call it a brand because we've really established ourselves as a brand uh, on the indie circuit, which is rare, I think, with any tag team uh, nowadays in the indies. But, no, we're, we're really staying away from singles and really focusing on, tag teams. We thought to ourselves, what does TNA, what does WWE, what does the Indies in general lack, and that's a good, solid tag team, and I think that's what we're trying to bring back, you know, and I and, and that's that's the ultimate goal, and uh, amazingly enough, the promotions that we're working with feel the same way and are doing the same thing, so, you know, this weekend, obviously going to plug it, Warriors of Wrestling in Staten Island were, you know, really getting a good uh, start there, and they're pushing us as our tag team, and uh, you know Jersey All Pro for their big comeback show. Uh, they they want us as a tag team to you know come in and, and do our thing. So yeah, we're sticking more towards the tag team, glitz and glamour all the way. And uh, you know I feel honestly that uh, two talents are better than one any any way you look at it.
1: Yeah, I mean take take me and the DG for example. We are the uh, you know tag team champions of internet radio. Let's let's just face facts. But uh, oh. tell, us bright, tell us, Bright Lights, uh, what, what, what's this, what's this about having your own website? How many hits have you had so far on it? I You
2: know what? i gotta I got to give credit to our match. That's it. Sorry. Joe, That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, 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 will it you cut the sound bites, please? My bad. <laughs> I, come, I, I come on the freaking show. I haven't talked to you guys in months. Now I'm getting crickets. I'm getting sound bites. Stop playing with your fingers. Do something else with your hands. Whoa! That, that's Joe. That's all Joe. Back yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. to the website. But I'm. But, but although I'm sure, I'm sure you've kept yourself quite busy while I've been gone. Now listen. Uh, <laughs> nice. Our website. Our website. Actually, yes, yeah, we've launched the website. But I got to give all credit to our manager, uh, who does very well managing that. I don't know how many hits. I don't know. All I know is when uh, uh, good things are going, he he keeps up with our posts. Uh, he keeps up with all of our locations, where we're going to be. He, uh, you know, puts our tweets up. Our shop, our Glitz and Glamour shop is uh, launching this week. We have T-shirts and uh, glow items and glow glasses and, uh, you know, a lot of things we be going to get on there. But just, yeah, the website is GNG, that's the letter N, com. So anything, um, the Glitz and Glamour will be on there, whether it's singles or tag team competition. Really pushing Aaron Stride and myself to, uh, and Josh Maddox himself, he's a great manager, so i got to give him credit for that. And, uh, yeah, website's up, up and running, com. But, uh, guys, that's not you know, let's, um, I don't mind doing that, but, you know, times, four months has been a long time. How's the show been for you guys, and what's well, what are we doing here?
0: Well, I can tell you honestly that uh, the show's been great. We've had a lot of amazing guests on. Um, <clears throat> in the time that, you know, since you've last been on, we you know, we've been working on trying to get some, uh, and, and we haven't, Unfortunately, we haven't been able to get this particular person, but uh, we're in the process of getting one of the Super Bowl champion New York Giants on, so we're excited about that. Um, you know, Joe and I are big Mets fans, unfortunately, so we were able to get a nice um, one of the Mets' first-round draft picks this year. You know, on top of some other wrestlers like uh, Caprice Coleman from ROH and, you know, guys like that, um, of course. We even had a Reign. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, but, you know, she was in uh, TNA. She's in uh, Women Superstars Unlimited Uncensored. Excuse me. <laughs> Forgive me. Hopefully none yeah, of them are yeah. listening. because. They'll leave the, the smack down on me, but you know we've had quite a few of those, and just you know we actually had a big uh you know award winning sports reporter on last week uh, christine brennan she's a uh, you know award you know she's won so many different awards uh you know but new york times best selling author et cetera et cetera so we've had quite a few great guests uh, And, of course, but we had to go back to the well we had to get you back on the show. It's been a while you're one of the few people that we've actually had on the show multiple times, and the interesting thing is uh you know when we, when I look at our guest list here. It, it, it's tough for us sometimes to say, all right, you talk to somebody, you get to know them, why would you have them back on the show? The way that we conduct our interviews, we basically get to know everything about you, what are you doing, blah, blah, blah. But in your case, since, you know, you were you were involved so heavily in IWF, and now with all the stuff you've done post-IWF, uh, you know, we had to get uh, Mr. Jared Foster on himself, you know, the, the one and only. I noticed something, Sarah, I noticed something quite interesting. You know, as a matter of fact, I'm looking this up, and um, you haven't been on the show since September, and that is yeah, a, that's wow. a very long time. You know, it's actually, since you've been on, you know, I had a daughter about a month later after that. So you know, we're going on five months to that. So uh, you know, wow. Mister Mister Jared Foster, it's been a it's been quite a while. But you posted something on Twitter that I found interesting, which is kind of what led to this whole thing. Um, you posted something about the new WWE T-shirts that I think have since been pulled. K-Fabe, uh, Jobber, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You and Dante Arcade were kind of going back and forth on that. Uh, you want to enlighten the audience a little bit about uh, maybe uh, some opinions, some strong opinions you might have about that?
2: Well, listen, I think that, and the quote-unquote, and, and, and people say exposing the business, WWE can't expose the business any more than they have. So at that point when WWE, the highest brand of them all, you know, the, the end location for all wannabe indie wrestlers and everything that we want to achieve, I feel, um you know if they start exposing it we got to go along with the times and people who can't adjust with the times got to get out of the business or realize you're in the wrong business and WWE putting out those shirts it is what sells those shirts yeah. sell and i and i feel that you know again if it's selling and it's working and you're hitting the target audience, and let's say 95% of your target audience is smart marks and guys that want to buy those shirts, that's what sells. That's what you have to put out. And I agree with it. Now you have old timers, old timers out there who uh, don't, ex- you know, ex- accept it. Uh, not mentioning any names, Kevin Knight, but you know, you have other people
3: who won't oh. agree with it
2: and, and, and think that, uh, yeah, that's a subject we can touch upon. But have a lot of fun. people who don't agree with it, but again, again, you know, guys who are you know not relevant with the business, not current, and don't want to change with times are the guys that always get weeded out. Uh, if not, the guys nobody wants to deal with. And with the shirts in general, brilliant idea. I mean, the fact that they were going to be pil- pulled or are pulled, they won't be pulled if the sales are up. That's for sure. And I'll be the first person to say, I bought two of them. Did you really? So, absolutely.
0: Have they shipped them to you? At a, at the, I'm curious because I read online that a lot of the boys in the back were upset. I think it was just really the jobber shirt. You know, I'm thinking, I don't know, whatever. Like you said, kayfabe, it's all dead. Everybody knows it. Everybody. You know, we watch wrestling. We know wrestling. We're, we're smarter than the average fan was in the 80s and the 90s. So um, did they ship the shirts yet to you, or are or you haven't got one? Uh,
2: I, will, I will be honest and say that I have a friend in WWE who got, is getting them for me. So when I say I, I ordered them, I'm saying I, I did get two. So shipping-wise, I have no uh, idea, but they are there, they are for sale, and shipping-wise, I can't help you with but um as far as as far as the, the whole idea of wrestling and where it's going and what we're doing listen the bottom line I, always, I listen i come on last time i said the same thing things are changing things are happening and this is the you know i feel the best time to be in in wrestling um but i you know i, I want to get back to you know a, a funny thing you know you guys we make jokes about me make jokes about you know whatever we want always entertaining always trying to do something different and that's where the business of is going And what the key point I want to make, and I think why I wanted to call in and come on is because I have been one of those guys that have been told by such people as Kevin Knight. Right. uh, And I'll say it again, because you know, at this point, what's the big deal that guys like me, smaller guys, guys like me don't belong in a wrestling ring. Guys like me are the quote unquote jobbers will never be taken seriously. But, now, I want to make a point that guys like me, uh, like me, I don't think are as good as me, but like me, are leading <laughs> the WWE. You have CM Punk, someone who called that man a trucker, a guy who looked like the garbage man off the street and shouldn't be holding a title, shouldn't be in the ring. You have a guy like Daniel Bryan holding a title who is shorter than I am and has you know about as much entertainment as a dying ant but he's holding a belt. There's reasons for all of these things, and and it's selling. And that's what I want to say. The transition is happening. The transition is here. And the guys like Bright Lights are guys that are up and coming and are making a name. And, you know, I have to give respect to the promotions that I'm working for now because they recognize it and they're changing with times, unlike where I previously wrestled. Warriors of Wrestling this weekend. There's a guy there. I don't know how much you know about the promotion. I don't know how much you guys – you know, hear about it, but what he's doing there in Staten Island is something that all indie wrestling should be doing. He's taking the guys, no matter big or small, who have the it factor, and he's pushing those guys and you can you know who has the it factor and this guy, Joey, is doing his thing and he's making great shows he's selling out the place. And that's what you need to do. You need to adjust to times. You weed out the bad. You bring in the good, whether big or small, the entertaining, the guys that sell. And if you can't deal with it, get out of the business and change. I'm sick and tired of hearing on Twitter, on Facebook, the old-timers, the old promoters, bitching and moaning, sorry for the words, uh, about, um, you know, all of us. And I say us because I'm in that category. But we're the ones who are reinventing this business. And I only classify myself in that now because I'm branching out and I really feel that what we do, Blitz and Glamour, as a brand, is we bring quality entertainment with really entertaining matches. We can sell merchandise. We can put over your promotion. And absolutely, for myself and Aaron Stride, I can say this without sounding egotistical and just knowing how good that we are, there's no end to what we want to do. If, If it stops, it's because we stopped it. And I want to put the point out there that if anybody out there is the smaller guy who is the underdog, I know I sound like John Cena, but it's the truth, who is the underdog, <laughs> keep going, keep doing it, and don't let anybody tell you, no one like Kevin Knight, don't let anybody tell you that you're not good enough and you can't make it. So go ahead. What question? Hey,
1: bright, bright Lights, I mean, you, you made the, the point of, like, you know, the the average guy or the little guy not making. You could also, also make a point that Chris Jericho, is not does not have the typical build of a a wrestler like like a Sheamus, for example. So he's even another guy that you could include in that mix. Don't you think?
2: Oh God, Chris Jericho. I mean, besides, I mean, uh, listen, I'm mad he stole my light up jacket idea, but <laughs> I've been hitting the co- I've been hitting the code breaker every other match now just to get back at him. So listen, but but Chris Jericho, brilliance. I mean, one of the best in the business. Come on, now, there's, there's so many names you could mention. Look at Shawn Michaels, right. for example. The guy never had amazing size. Right, of course. Hmm. But, but, you know, the we, brought,
1: in the business side. Jared, we brought you on to ask the tough question, because this is the real question we brought you on. This is what gets us our ratings. This is what pays us our, our paychecks. This is what feeds our families, <laughs> sir. The real question that we have for you, sir, is that there's an upcoming card on April 28th from your former employer. And um, I was looking through emails. I was looking through posts. I was looking through everything. And one bright light, Sheriff Foster, is not on that card. What is up with that?
2: I will give you the short version because I don't feel wasting my breath on an uh, insignificant show is worth talking about. But that's the short version of it will be when your talent gets bigger than your promotion and you push those talents away rather than utilize them, that's your biggest mistake. And with that being said, I will just speak for myself, Aaron Stride, Stephen Sterling, Craig Stagg, and I know I can speak for all of them and say when you get bigger than your promotion – when the owner gets mad that you're doing outside shows, when the owner gets mad that you're not there to do his birthday parties and his non-pay shows, and you're not committed only solely to him, and you branch out and get bigger than the brand, like I said, when that happens, he has no need. So instead, he'll book anything he could find. And if you look at the card closely, I pray for anyone who goes and watches that match and, and, and dares to be entertained. Now, again, listen, at the same token, I'm not going to be one of those heated guys who come on here and only say bad things. Because the one thing I will say about the owner, about him, is that what I got out of that school was proper training, was amazing feedback, and friends that I'll have for a long time. And that I'll never, ever, ever take away from him. But what I also learned was exactly the type of person in professional wrestling that I would not want to work for again. And right. you know, uh, sadly, sadly, that the general, you know, census uh, of of ninety five percent of indie wrestlers around here and around this area who know the man. And I never understood it. I always defended him. And at this point now, you cross me, now I understand why. Yeah, I mean, I'm you know, completely... and and, that, and, that, and that's as simple as it goes. You have someone. I'm not to interrupt, but you have guys like me, myself, Aaron Stride, Stephen Sterling, Craig Stagg. Uh, a, a lot of guys who are talented, just entertaining a crowd. You tell me why? Personal differences put aside. If that's good for business, why wouldn't you book them?
1: Right. Good point. Makes sense. I mean, unconfirmed reports, uh, J- Jared, that uh, his middle name is Kenny. So you figure that out. Um, but one, <laughs> you know, one last question for me is that. Um, What a tool. (laughs) Yeah, I know what a tool Jared is. Uh, Anyway, or Kevin is, sorry. Or you, how Um, about
0: you?
1: Yeah, the the power tool, the power jack. Um, But, but Jared, tell me something. I mean, uh, last time you were on, you talked about you have this big surprise or you're working on this big project that you really couldn't talk about. It's six months later. Can you now talk about this damn project?
2: I will talk about my goals. The project that's there is still there. And What I will say is that I've had meetings and I've had um phone meetings and things are looking good. Still to this day it's not an it's not an easy thing to do. Um but the idea of bright lights, Jared Foster and WWE in some way, I won't say as a worker, in some way uh is still the bigger picture and is still right uh I, I would say in my near future. And I, and again, maybe I'm uh Saying, saying things too soon. But for, for what I know I can do and for what they know I can do, it's, it, you know, 2012 seems to be a good year for, for bright lights.
0: Well, you yeah, know, that's definitely a plus. And, of course, we love to hear that. And it's interesting, you know, the comments that you make and the, the opinions that you have because, you know, they are strong opinions, which is one of the things we've always liked about you since day one since we first had you on the show. Um, you know, we there was a little bit more uh, – you know, I wouldn't use tension because, of course, it was never there, but it was a little bit more of an antagonistic feel. Now that we're all buddy-buddy and chummy-chummy, you know, Joe and I were talking about the whole, the card, what, were, what you just mentioned, that April 28th, uh, IWF event. And I found it on, and I told Joe, I was like, wait a minute, this is before you and I spoke to, you know, for you to come on. I was like, Joe, something is going on because he's not on the, he's not on the card. And, of course, you kind of touched on that. Let me ask you, uh, you know, an IWF question. You mentioned proper training, which, of course, is a good thing. Um Somebody who who got his training and is now working in FCW, Mr. Flex Freeman, A.K.A. Dante Dash. Um, have you kept in touch with Flex, or you know, do, do you you keep any uh, tabs on, on what he's been doing down in FCW?
2: Absolutely, still talk to him. Um, not as much as we used to, but we do Facebook probably twice, twice, three times a month. Um, we do talk to each other, and and he's doing really well. I got to give the guy credit. You know, Kevin took the biggest guy he had. Focused his entire last year on getting that guy signed, didn't care about anybody else in his promotion, but focused his entire last year on getting that guy signed. Um, And and it worked. And again, you cannot deny talent or you cannot deny a look. And they'll take a chance on pretty much anyone. And that's what the way the business is. So I'm not, you know, what what I will say about Flex Freeman um, is that he's doing his thing. He's still there. He's doing the indie shows for FCW out there. He's getting his name out there. He's getting the proper training that he can get. Um, And and he's doing very well. And I I give him, you know, the the best of luck because I I think the, the, the possibilities are endless. The guy can talk, the guy can move, and the guy can listen. And all three of those things is the perfect combination. Now all we have to see is WWE not drop the ball and put him where he belongs, and that's, you know, doing something good. Um, yeah. And again, that's, you know, that that all go that all goes uh, up up with the the magic ball. Who's going to get the next push? Who's going to get the next? You know, it got, they have seventy five guys in FCW waiting to get their turn. I mean, will Flex yeah. ever be one of them? You don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, they they, they of course they have shows like uh, um, NXT, which I know nobody watches, but you can always throw Flex on a show like that at some point, or excuse me, Dante. But with so many guys in there like Dean Ambrose and, uh, and Tyler Black, aka Seth Rollins you know guys who have way more time in the business than Flex he's probably the lower man on the totem pole but of course he does have talent they signed him for a reason so of co- so we have to give Kevin credit for for that because he did train him and he did help him at least get to the next level which is everyone's goal in the wrestling business now you know pretty soon we're going to we're going to hopefully in the, in the near future the very near future we're going to be able to um you know move our show to a nice new studio an actual studio you know for Joe and I to to make this happen and uh you know we need to get you in studio when we do, you know, we'll talk, we'll, we'll get this happening, but we'd love to have you in studio live, because that would be interesting. You know, to have the one and only bright lights, a man of a thousand bowls, with his light-up jacket in person, in the studio, talking trash, as only he can. So we definitely have to set that up, Jared, uh, you know, and in in, hopefully it won't be six months before we talk to you again. Um, but one last question. One last question. WrestleMania's coming up. The granddaddy of them all, the the biggest thing in sports, entertainment, professional wrestling, et cetera, et cetera. Give us your thoughts on, uh, on how you think the card is shaping up, specifically you know, the big three matches, which would be uh, you know, CM Punk and uh, and Chris Jericho. you have any any quick thoughts on that? Uh, Jerry, you still there, buddy? Is
1: he on hold? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, oh, it oh, oh,
0: Hello? Oh, Jerry, you still there?
2: Yeah, I'm still here. You hear me?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry. I, I don't know what happened, but it looks like your your call dropped. Uh we we talked about having you in studio hopefully in Joe's time. Yeah, no, I heard, I heard
2: I heard all of it. I heard all of it. Let me talk, let me get back into it. Um CM Punk Chris Jericho. Yes. Um you know, we saw that happening for 6 months. We I, I honestly believe it is a brilliant booking. It is probably maybe one of the best matches of the card. I think that you know, they're going to give us the best show. Uh Uh, As far as Undertaker Triple H, I'm sorry. Me personally, I've seen it. They have to bring in a cage. They have to bring in Shawn Michaels for it to be a sell. I get it. I understand it. It's the third time now. Okay. I'm not too excited about it. You know they're going to deliver an amazing match, but at this point it's kind of, I feel, you know, overshooting your load, quote, unquote. Um, Totally
0: agree. 100%. And
2: then then the other one, who's the other other main event? Cena Rock. Uh, Cena Rock. Cena Rock, obviously, what I think, I think that has grown the past two weeks immensely, and now there is emotion behind it. And uh, I think what they did last week with making believe The Rock had a script on his hand and, you know, them doing that whole little thing really just gave you that one little bit of edge to vote or root for John Cena for those loyal fans, you know, because obviously there was not enough people behind Cena to make this match that anybody cared about, and then just digging that little tweak of uh, The Rock and having to make believe he writes his promos on his hands, that was the one edge that he needed to make it a, even this guy can do it, this guy can do it, because how else do you bring down The Rock? You can't. Uh, uh, again, yeah. that's going to be that's that's going to be an amazing match. Now, the only thing I'm not understanding I don't think should be on the card is Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan. Um, I don't see it. I don't agree with it. I can't imagine how that's going to sell. If anything, that should be the first match.
0: Well, you know what it is. It, in that case, it's bad booking. It, it really is. I know that they threw Sheamus in there as the uh, as the winner for the Royal Rumble, but they haven't been able to build up a story behind it. And I think you're right. Daniel Bryan may not be so entertaining on the mic. He definitely can work in the ring, which is his big thing. Oh,
2: absolutely. I'm a
0: big I'm a big fan of Sheamus. Um, and you know, we talked about this right before you came on, and we we're like, you know what? I don't think there's too much going on in this match. But uh, you know, hopefully they'll uh, they'll deliver. But I, I have a I have a feeling, like you said, that it's probably going to end up being the first match on the card.
2: Yeah, and I hope it is just cuz I'm looking forward to the other matches. But, you know, guys, back to back to what we were talking to really quick. I know you guys have another guest, so I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, you know, I really appreciate you guys having me on. I uh I hope I wasn't too egotistical on on the show this time, you know, even though I well, I, I know be. I was. <laughs> right. Um, but back to, back to back to business. Definitely check out gngwrestling.com. Definitely check out where Glyph and Glamour is going. This Saturday, Staten Island is going to be a big show for Warriors of Wrestling. Uh, You can go to WarriorsWrestling.com, check it out. We're in a big tag match. It's going to be fun. Uh, Definitely come out and support us and, you know, watch us do our thing. But when that studio is up and running, get Bright Lights in there and make sure you have a camera ready, as always.
0: (laughs) Sir, thank you so much, and hopefully it won't be another six months before we talk to you. Thanks for coming on.
2: Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye. Have a good one.
0: Folks, that was the one and only Bright Lights, Jarrett Foster, and we transitioned from that and to our other guests for the evening, we are proud and privileged to be joined all the way from Canada, with our international calling at its finest. She was a writer uh, for mixed martial arts, and we're going to get into all this, of course. And now she's actually training to be an MMA fighter. We are very happy to have Miss Erin McDougal joining us. Erin, how are you doing this evening?
3: I'm great, David. How are you?
0: I am doing awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're very, again, very happy to have you on, and, uh, and Aaron. we're going to cover everything here, but let's start at the beginning. Um, what exactly was it that got you interested in MMA in the first place?
3: <laughs> um, I, you know, I started training uh, at the martial arts gym just in kickboxing. Um, I used to tag along with a boyfriend I had back in the day a long time ago. And um, I was just there purely for fitness, you know, and it it just snowballed. Um, You know, I ended up knowing how to throw a punch right off the start. And I don't know, it just one thing led to another, and and this is where I am now. Wow,
0: that's some some good stuff. And uh, it's interesting – so many different, you know, so many different facets and so many different uh, aspects of whether it's pro wrestling or whether it's uh, MMA and, you know, writers and bloggers, and, you know, things on that. Um, you, were, you were originally covering mixed martial arts, um, writing, like I said, blogging, you know, on Internet websites, blah, blah, blah. You and I talked about it a little bit earlier uh, before the show just to kind of get a feel, but where exactly did you write and, and what were you writing about?
3: Well, yeah, um, just with my interaction, uh, my friends and stuff at the gym that, that I told you I was I was going to, you know, like I said, I started off as kickboxing, and um, the the head coach there happened to also be a promoter for um, an event that in, was in town, actually the longest-running show in Canada, uh, Rumble in the Cage. Um, he put on local shows for the guys, you know, uh, amateurs and pro fighters alike, and they were just stepping up their production a little bit and he wanted somebody to do interviews basically with the fans, with you know, the fighters, with just like the whole stream of things. And um I happily volunteered. That was something that I, I thought would be a lot of fun. So that's sort of what opened up all the doors. I I you know, I was doing that kind of thing and I started writing and blogging and just you know, just thinking, okay, where where can I take this? What kind of doors can I open? And, yeah, I I was writing about it, and then I decided, you know what, I I could do this, why not? And I I took a little bit of heat from, uh, you know, Internet warriors, I like to call them keyboard warriors, um, with my writing. So I decided, you know, it's time to fight. Why not, right? So that that kind of is what led me to writing specifically.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, what would you say, Erin, is your favorite part of writing and blogging about mixed martial arts?
3: Uh, you know what? I don't even have time really to do it anymore. I, you know, you sacrifice a lot with training full time, and I honestly I have not had time to do any specific writing um, for MMA. But I loved getting getting to talk to um, fighters specifically and talk to them about stuff that had nothing to do with fighting. That's what I found the most. I, I guess that was most interesting to me is like just relating to them as real people, real human beings. You know just everyday stuff, seeing that they aren't these big celebrities that we make them out to be, and just kind of getting to know them one-on-one. That was always the best part, though, doing those kind of interviews.
1: Gotcha. Uh, David also, you know, touched on that, you know, when he first got in touch with you, that you were recently in Rio while doing some training. Uh, what was that experience like?
3: Yeah, I went to uh, Rio de Janeiro at the start of January. Um, it was... You know, I will. I'd go back in a heartbeat. I actually didn't get to do half of the things that I set out to do when I went there. So um, I didn't. I didn't get to specifically train jiu-jitsu at all when I was there. I was going for a yoga course, and I only got about two weeks into it. So I had to come back to Canada, unfortunately. But I mean, I'll go back one day. I'm sure I'll go back. But it, Rio was awesome. If you, if anyone ever gets a chance to go there, it's, it's awesome.
1: Who who trained you, by the way?
3: Um, I trained at the Canadian Martial Arts Center in uh, Lethbridge, Alberta, and that would be Lee Meehan is my head coach. And um, I, I guess if you guys follow Strike Force, uh, Jordan Meehan is our big name out of the gym. He stri- fights in Strike Force as well.
0: That's that's some good stuff there. You know, you, you touched on something a little bit earlier when uh, when Joe was asking his first question. Um, you touched on getting to know people and stuff, and it's interesting because that's what we like to do here. We like to get a little bit of background. We like to talk to uh, our guests. We like to know um, how how people are doing, what they're doing, where they came from, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <laughs> Joe is telling me here off the air that a uh, Strike Force was the name of his bowling team that won uh, about you know three or four championships. But uh, you know that's uh, no one of his proudest one of his proudest accomplishments there. Um, Let me ask you, Erin, which fighters did you follow, and uh, who were you a fan of?
3: Um, Well, most of the guys that I was following or that I was interviewing were guys at a local level, so um, events that I was able to get to within Western Canada, and and there was a few times that I was um, traveling out to, like, Montreal So on that, when it comes to that sort of a level of getting to know people, I find it the most fascinating to connect with those guys because, you know, they're really eager still. They like to talk. They haven't done a ton of interviews. So, you know, doing the whole media thing isn't a chore to them yet. So they tend to open up a lot more and uh, they share a lot more because they're excited about, you know, people talking to them. So anybody at a local level or, like, you you know, somebody that hasn't – totally made it yet. Yeah. Those are those are the ones that I find the most fascinating.
0: Now, were there any uh, women that you looked up to specifically? And I know you made a comment the other day about uh, on Twitter about Gina Carano. Were, th- were there any women or are there any women that you look up to currently?
3: Um, I love all the girls that, that fight. You know, I, I'm not a fan of some specifically, but I take um, qualities from each of them that um, I try to implement into my life. But um, I'm a huge Sarah Kaufman fan. She's Canadian as well, and I think she's got some really fantastic striking and stand-up. So she, she's probably one of my favorites right now. But like I said, I, I I cheer for all of them in one way or another.
0: Oh, Okay, that's interesting. And I'm going to get to this in a second. But, folks, for those of you listening, those of you who may have just uh, tuned in, we're joined by Erin McDougall here on Pure Gold Radio. She is an up-and-coming MMA star. Of course we're going to be you know hearing more from her in the future and we're very proud, proud to have her on. You mentioned Aaron some girls you may not be a fan of. One of them in particular that I know, so I'm going to ask this question. Uh there was recently a big fight between Misha Tate and uh, Ronda Rousey. for strike force. I saw you posted something on your Facebook about it. Uh, I remember looking when that when the fight happened, you were tweeting about it. Oh no, hell no. So, you, you know, you you had some you had some choice words. Um Rhonda did win this fight, which is which is a big fight for her. She won the bantamweight women's title. Um, tell us, you're not a big fan of hers, and uh, can, can you give us your take as to why specifically and, and uh, maybe a little bit
3: about that fight? And why I, life, I, so. I, I will just say, first of all, before I get into my dislikes, I, I do think that Rhonda is fantastic, and uh, so much so that of the people that I have pictures of, Specific women fighters on my vision board. She's on there, so I just want to say that I, it's not like I totally don't dig the girl and I think she's shit because I I actually do look up to her. I just prefer some girls over her, and um, I was really gunning for Risha Tate in that fight. I wanted I wanted the belt to stay. I didn't want it to switch hands um, just because I was having my own. You know, I'm just a little. I I guess I get a little bit um, defensive with women's MMA, and I didn't want it to look like. Anybody could have the belt, but with that being said, Ronda Rousey, she's phenomenal. She's she's got crazy skills, and the more these girls fight her, the more we're gonna see, you know, what she's capable of.
0: Yeah. Aaron, does, um, the, go ahead, DJ. No, go, go ahead,
1: Joe. I was gonna ask: Does does it bother you at all, Aaron, that you know, you know, when people are watching, you know, women fight in general, because you know, people, you know are sometimes sexist about looks as opposed to their, their skill set? Uh,
3: not really. I mean it it probably if someone was trying to push me buttons and, and kept at it and kept bugging me, you know, specifically on those things, yeah, it might. But um you know what it is what it is and and you you let what you can affect you in good ways and you, you kinda turn your back to the stuff that's gonna affect you in a bad way. Um, if people are, if that's what's getting their interest in the beginning, what are we going to do? You know, like the, these girls aren't these girls aren't flaky enough that that's going to affect them. They're going to train hard no matter what. They're not there to, you know, be looked at. That, that's not why they would be there. So they're going to put on a show. They're going to do what they have to do, and the same for anyone else up and comers. You know, like the girls that are really serious about it. They're, they're not really going to care. They're still going to train hard. They're going to fight hard.
0: Right. right. Um, yeah, I remember looking at one of the videos uh, that you po- – again yeah, one of the videos you posted, like the one of Rhonda, and they both – Misha and her were both talking about, you know, the way that women look and people, you know, they don't care. They're just there to kick butt now. Uh, is there anything in particular you're, you're focusing on, like whether it's striking, grappling, uh, submissions? Because – the armbar that that made Misha submit, that seems to be Ronda's big thing, and that seems to be, you know, they can't solve it. She was a, an Olympic medalist and whatnot. So uh, what are you focusing on in particular?
3: Uh, well, right now my strong suit is striking. I'm uh, I'm definitely a striker. Um, so I have a long ways to go, and I'll probably always have a long ways to go with um, jiu-jitsu and my ground game in, in particular. But um, I think that's just because I started – Later in this sport, like a lot of these girls have you know backgrounds in whether it's wrestling or judo or whatever, and um, I just sort of fell into it. I don't have that to fall back on, so in a way, I'm playing catch up, I guess, but um that's okay i'm I'm okay with that right now, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, you kinda you kind of started backwards, you kind of you're writing, and then all of a sudden you you know you actually started to get into training uh when you and i speak of training and all that we spoke a couple weeks ago you were telling me that you had some things you were working on in terms of upcoming fights any update on that
3: um you know what i've been so fortunate i have offers coming in like all like all the time every week there's a new offer coming in for for fights so i know that i'm going to be kept busy once we decide to take something um but we haven't confirmed anything up yet i I've actually decided that I'm going to go spend um, a little bit of time down in New Mexico and do some training down, down there. So you know, maybe we'll see how that goes and and um, and pick something up from there. But while I'm sort of traveling to train, I, I we won't be confirming any fights. Just um, you know, we'll see where we're at when when I get back and stuff.
0: Right um, now. When you do, of course, you got to come back on the show. You know, you know, let us know what, what, who you're fighting, where you're fighting, all that stuff. What the, uh, what the situation is. So, of course, we can talk about that here on on Pure Gold. Now, before we let you go, I'd like to know. Joe would like to know. The fans would like to know. How can they keep in touch with you? How can they follow your career and get a hold of you?
3: Uh, <laughs> I am. Um, I think I've got a pretty good uh, presence online. I'm not really sure but my uh facebook page is is now a like page it was just a profile you know a regular profile page for the longest time and i had so many people coming at me with friend requests and stuff i decided to change it to a like page so everybody can go there and they can uh click that little like button that's probably the best way or twitter of course too um it's i mcdukes on twitter
0: that's some good stuff Uh, of course we look forward to some we look forward to some good stuff from you in the future. Like I said, we'd love to have you on again. We definitely want to hear from you. Uh, I'm sure we'll keep in touch, but we definitely want to hear from you when you do have a fight. Uh, thank you so yeah, much absolutely. again, Erin, for joining us, and thank you all the way from Canada. You know, just uh, appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to talk to us.
3: Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it.
0: All right, Aaron. thank Thanks you so. again. Have a wonderful evening.
3: Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. All right.
0: Take care. Folks, that was the one only Striking, Aaron McDougal um, You know, Aaron is definitely a cool person we, We've we talked uh, quite a bit On uh, on the Twitter As uh, as the older folks would say And even on Facebook Just even trying to get her on the show And of course, uh, here on Pure Gold Radio We like to branch out We like to do a lot of different things We like to talk about everything and anything And speaking of all that let's let, We have somebody who would like to say a couple of words about the show
3: Hey, this is Anna Rodriguez Miss Texas, USA 2011, and I want you to check out Pure Gold Radio at puregoldpg.com. You can listen in to their show every week with David and Joe. They are simply pure gold.
0: Simply. Oh, that was some uh, <laughs> that, that that was some good stuff. Uh, we appreciate Anna or Anna uh giving us uh giving us her take there, sir. You know, you and I have tried to branch out a bit and we've tried to get some different past guests to uh, you know, come on and, and, and cut little promos for the show as we as we move into episode 100. As we move into uh, the studio, we need to have those little sound bites up there, sir. When uh, you know when things are getting heated, you know, switching over from breaks. And speaking of that, we have another awesome promo that we're going to play right about now. This is Josh Eisenberg from Chairshot Reality on WrestleZone.com. Tune in each week to Pure Gold Radio with
1: Dave and Joe as they talk about professional wrestling, music, movies, whatever's on your mind. They'll get to it. Pure Gold Radio, Dave and Joe, the best out there, laying the smack down each week. That's
0: Pure Gold Radio. Got to admit, Joe, that is definitely, quality-wise, Josh's promo will probably never be beat. He's got the music going, he's got the, you know, the radio voice, he's got everything on and popping, as it were. That was some good stuff, sir.
1: You know, Josh, the check is in the mail. Thank you so much for that plug. Oh, uh, we appreciate it.
0: Of course, and, you know, Josh, uh, we've been talking off the air. We're going to have Josh coming up in a couple of weeks um, before WrestleMania and probably after WrestleMania to break down the card. But, you know, Josh was great, and, like I said, best quality-wise. But the reason that Anna's is my favorite is because, I've you know, I do a lot of the -the behind-the-scenes work. Pretty soon we're going to have a producer. We're going to have somebody kind of taking over that that role. But I do a lot of the -the behind-the-scenes work, as Joe has mentioned, as he mentioned on our our, uh, big uh, one-year anniversary show. And a lot of the guests, the reason that, that, that we, we've we had this issue is because a lot of people just either don't get back to me or, or I have to hunt them down or, you know, they're coming from different countries and stuff. So it's been difficult. But Anna, literally, I asked her for it, and she, in that moment, recorded it, sent it to me, was, was excited, you know, really pumped up, really happy about it. So really thankful to her for sending us uh, that out, the quickest one by far that we received. And, of course, Josh, right after that, when Josh, you know, pumped pump a little music in there, some uh, – Some great stuff, and we're looking forward to having Josh and hopefully Justin on in the future, sir. And we're also looking forward to having Anna on again in the future, sir.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, these are great guests, and uh, definitely always welcome back on Pure Gold. But before we had our
0: two great guests, we we
1: were definitely talking, obviously, definitely, maybe, talking about WrestleMania, and we were talking about the whole John Cena rock promos that they've had of late, and, uh, you know, even Jared touched upon it. He said that... um, they needed to add this, because it was one-sided, sir, let's face it, everyone was rooting for The Rock, and, you know, just last week, they they threw in the whole wrinkle that The Rock somehow, like, puts his promos on his wristbands or whatever, so I I just think that the the feud has gotten, and what I really love about the feud is that these guys are not going to lay a hand on each other until WrestleMania, so they're not going to have, like, an all-out brawl, and then, you know, you, you have the scrape promo that they cut last night and now next week we have a rock concert and a, what, a John Cena rap-off or something like
0: that? Yeah, yeah, uh, The Rock is going to do this concert. John Cena supposedly is going to do a rap-off. I'm not sure what the hell that means, but um, it should be interesting nonetheless there. And, uh, you know, you said it. You said it. You, you talked about it. You threw it out there. You laid the smack down. The Rock got the better of Cena, no doubt. It was good. You know, Cena's little studio promo, but to me he just killed it by what he did at the end of the show with that stupid look on his face. You can't sell a serious promo, you can't sell anger, you can't sell intensity, and then you got that, that idiotic, ridiculous look on your face. It's just it a horrible job by Cena, seen this, sir, absolutely horrible.
1: It was horrible. Um, but we'll, we'll see where this goes, but I, like I said, I, I think they've done a better job as of late. I mean, I, me and you were so against the fact that they booked this match a year ago, and then... It's only getting steam now obviously because you couldn't really keep this feud going on for a full year. It would just be overkill. It would just, you know, people would get bored and I think they've done a good job of like really um tightening the ship as it will and uh making sure that this feud and this match goes off without a hitch. Um the the other the other two do, ma- yeah, the other two matches that, you know, we want to really talk about as we get closer to WrestleMania is um, you know, they they you know, they have to do something obviously. With um, the number I'm one contenders definitely. and the, the world champions, Punk, Punk and uh, Sheamus took on Brian and uh, Jericho. Did did you did you like that match at all? I thought, to be honest with you, I thought that match was kind of boring.
0: Really? Uh, tell me why. Just you know, out of curiosity, sir.
1: I you know I just you know typical tag team match with uh, uh, just a. I don't know. I just think that tag team matches with the main event people in it just never pans out for me. I I wasn't entertained. Really? You enjoyed the match, obviously.
0: (laughs) No, I didn't at all. Actually, you know, (laughs) I I didn't really pay much attention to it. I like the fact that Jericho got the win, but did you notice that Jericho was not the legal man, sir?
1: Yeah, I did. And, you know, that that does happen in tag matches a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's not supposed to, but, yeah, apparently it did happen. uh, You know, some interesting. Interesting stuff there, no doubt. Um, the interesting thing though is that they're going to have to tie this in somehow. They're going to have to get back to this. They're going to have to, you know, uh, show up and talk about why this happened and why that happened or what the deal is. But it was it was interesting, sir. Uh, you know, I keep saying that. But Jericho, Punk, I like the way that this story is progressing now. Like I like I've mentioned in the past. Hated the actual booking of it, but like where they're going. So that should be interesting. Uh, that's going to be the match of the night. There so no doubt, hands down, that is going to steal the show. I don't think there's any doubt about that.
1: I agree, and I agree with Jared Foster that the the first match of the card probably should be the World Heavyweight Title match between Daniel Bryan and Sheamus and probably having Sheamus win that title right off the bat to get the crowd going, because I, I don't know where else you put that match, because I, I don't watch SmackDown, but I just don't think that this feud, if if you call it a feud or whatever it is, has really taken off like the other two matches, and then I guess the only other match we could discuss, and you know there's a further storyline to it is that h b k the num you know your favorite wrestler in the world of all time,
0: Emma? comes down
1: to the ring, cuts this great promo, I thought, and I really thought that there were and I know that like i don't read internet stuff I'm not like you know caught up like you are or some other guys are. I really thought he was going to put his name into the ring and say it was going to be a triple threat. I didn't think he was going to actually say he's going to be the the guest referee i mean what's the point in that, to be honest with you? I don't know.
0: Well, of course, they're going to try to sell you on the fact that uh, Sean is going to screw The Undertaker, that he's going to do this, that he's going to do that. I uh, can't imagine that happening. I really just don't see it. Don't don't even think it's a good idea. But, um, you know, the fact that Sean's in there should be interesting. He's probably going to end up super kicking everybody, super kicking their socks off. But um, I don't know, Joe. Honestly, I think that... The way that they've they've booked that match, I'm not looking forward to it. I thought they did a great job last night of selling the match. I can say that much. They they did an excellent job, but I'm not interested. I just I'm, Unless Sean were to somehow make it a triple threat, which we know is not going to happen, I just don't see what, like you said, I don't see what the point of having Sean there. I don't see what the point of having him appear was. I don't see the point of putting him in there, in uh, steel cage, you know, hell in a cell. Well, what is he going to do? You know, let's be honest. What the heck is he going to do? What's the point of even having him there? It's it's just stupid to me, sir. Honestly, I I don't see the point. I
1: I think WrestleMania, just like most pay-per-view, sir, is pretty much a one or two match uh, card, and the rest of the matches are like blah. I mean, I I, you know you have so many things untied still. Like, I I guess Cody Rhodes is going to face the Big Show, and I guess Kane might face um Randy Orton at WrestleMania but you know like are we really interested in those type of storylines i know i'm not the, the the WWE dropped the ball when they they pigeonholed themselves with making kane feud with john cena and you know ever since i think that kane has again no role unless he's going to fight uh randy orton but you know we both can't stand randy orton so mm. that's a match i'm definitely not looking forward to
0: we definitely could care less about, about Randy Orton. Not fans of his whatsoever. But they definitely did not do a good job of booking that because let's be honest, sir. If you're gonna if you're gonna make that happen, if you're gonna sit there and try to, you know, do do that match, what's the point? What what the heck is the point of having Kane and and Randy Orton? It's just it's just not it's not interesting. It's not interesting. It's not practical. It's not good booking.
1: Yeah, and then you know you have Cody Rhodes taking on Big Show, but you know I I guess that's going to be a decent match. That that match might be a little bit better than the Kane and uh, Randy Orton match. But again, it seems like the WWE doesn't care about storylines or they don't care about developing these things because I, I I'm not interested in that match either. I guess to be honest with you, I'm only interested in the two matches. And maybe the third, I'm really only interested in Cena rock, because I want to see what how that turns out. And I want to see a great match between Jericho and, and uh, Punk. And the rest of the card, um, you know, doesn't even qualify as WrestleMania matches to me, honestly.
0: Yeah, they, they've they done a bad job. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, hopefully they'll be able to improve it. You know, the next couple of weeks they'll be able to give us a, a show that we like, a show that, that is going to be worth the money that we're paying for it. I can't imagine it <laughs> I honestly can't imagine that they're gonna that they're gonna do that, but you know, we'll see. We'll we'll see where I, I it know, goes, sir. Um yeah. sorry, you I were was, gonna say?
1: I was gonna say I know it's petty but like even things like, you know, uh Teddy Long being the general manager of Raw one night and then John Lauren Ice being the general manager of Smackdown, I, I don't see the point of that. You you told me that this might be leading into a five on five match and then whoever wins that match for their show. Gets to become the general manager for both shows. Is is that what we're leading there too?
0: Yeah, I've heard that's the case. I mean, I can't imagine what what you tell me. What's the point of of them doing this whole this whole nonsense if, if that's not going to be the case? Um, you tell <laughs> me what's the point of of them doing this whole feud if that's not what they're leading to?
1: Yeah, you're right. Uh, I, but again, more stuff that I'm not interested. And you know, as I'm thinking about not interesting stuff, I think the WWE did a horrible job because they they introduced and we mentioned this months ago, but they did a horrible job of of uh, announcing the the WWE Hall of Fame inductees for this year. They could have done that the whole month of March, and now we haven't had a, a new inductee for the last what two or three weeks. We got them all in January, right after the Royal Rumble, right before the Royal Rumble. I think even that they've dropped the ball on, sir.
0: Oh, there's there's no doubt about that, but, I mean, let's be honest, Joe, does that surprise you? Does it surprise you that they've done a bad job of of booking this and a bad job of of setting this whole thing up? I definitely don't, don't, doesn't surprise me. It's typical WWE. It's definitely,
1: it'll definitely be interesting to get the take on um, our wrestling experts over the next couple weeks because we seem to always be the negative Nellies of the of the group, of the experts, as it, as it will. Um, I, I'd like to see what these other guys are going to think. I mean, you know, we're going to have, like, if we have Justin on, he'll, he'll probably love the fact that WrestleMania has, like, four great matches, and here we are just ripping the cards from uh, pillar to
0: post. Of course. Uh, but, sir, as you know, it, it's what we do best. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. I mean, we we rip it like nobody's business. I
1: think it's only apropos that we talk about the other hot topic in sports or sports entertainment, and it it has to do with uh, football, which is interesting. The one interesting note that I I listened to tonight on the NFL Network is that it looks like the the Indianapolis Colts will be releasing Peyton Manning tomorrow, and then the, the frenzy begins on what team will he go to or what team is he a good fit for. So let me bring that up first, and I'll bring up the whole, like, bounty scandal, whatever that's all about. But, sir... Payman and gets released. Um give me just two two teams that you think he can actually land on and uh don't say the Jets.
0: Oh, you don't think he's gonna land on the Jets, sir? I mean I mean you don't you don't like that idea?
1: No, I don't.
0: <laughs> I would love it if he landed on the Jets just to piss you off, but um, <laughs> you know, realistically, no you're right. It's probably not it's probably not gonna happen. It's probably not a, a great idea. Honestly, sir, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little more curious to see where you think that Peyton might land. Uh, you know, there, there's there's always the talks, there's the rumors, there's the this, there's the that. Where does JB think that Peyton is going to end up?
1: I mean, ideally, without, like, thinking about egos and thinking about things like that, I, I really think that if, if uh, Peyton Manning was on a team like San Francisco – um, I think San Francisco wins the whole thing this year if, if he's the quarterback of that team because I thought that defense was phenomenal. Um, so I think San Fran is an outside shot compared to what I've been hearing is that he wants to go to a warm-weather team, a team that potentially could go win it all. Um, and for me, that would be San Fran, but it's not that warm weather as we think. Um, but the other team that I'm hearing that I I predict, I'm going to go on record right now and say that Peyton Manning gets signed by the Arizona uh, Cardinals. I just think that their team is a one or two pieces away from making a serious run to the Super Bowl. So, um, given the fact that he doesn't want to play in the same division as his brother, or even the same, yeah, you know, it, you know, they don't. I don't think he's going to come to the Redskins and play two times against his brother. And let's face it, Eli Manning is the better clutch quarterback. I just don't see that happening. So. Uh, if anything, I think that he goes to Arizona and plays in a dome stadium, warm weather, and has a, a shot to win a Super Bowl, and then the outside shot of going to San Francisco. But that all depends on the head coach, Jim Harbaugh, if he's willing to release um, some offensive duties to Peyton Manning. Because let's face it, when Peyton Manning's on your team, he pretty much runs the offense.
0: Oh, of course. I mean, uh, that's just the kind of player that he is. He definitely is the type of guy who should run your offense because he's just He's just that damn good, sir.
1: Right. Um, and then the other thing that just came out recently, and I think it's a moot point now if you think about it, but I, I get the feeling that you uh, you have an opposite take on this, is the whole scandal that, you know, New Orleans was found. There was an investigation. They found out that New Orleans had some bounties on hurting players, and people were t- partaking in this. And, and this can really – Stem out to many different teams because you know there's coaches that are on different teams now, and we're talking about bounties here. We're talking about people that are paid by their coaches to hurt the the opposing team, specifically the quarterback. Because that's I, I think that's the name of the game in football. You want to get to the quarterback. You want to get him. You want to hurt him. Um, not saying that you want to hurt him and like kill him or anything like that. But football's such a vicious game, sir. I don't, you know, I don't see this being a big deal. And if if they're targeting the New Orleans Saints, show me the video, show me the evidence that last year where the New Orleans Saints was taking out players every single game. I I just don't see it.
0: Yeah. um, You know, Boomer just talked about it. He talked about how things have been like that in the NFL for what seems to be forever. Uh, I don't know, sir. It's tough because – when you look at the when you look at the NFL the fact that these guys are technically getting paid to hurt each other getting paid to hurt guys but when you're specifically you know you got this bounty system in place it's just not good let's be honest it, it's definitely not it's not what what needs to be done it's not what we want it's not what we as fans like to see we love football we love watching it we love the way that it's uh, set up we love the way that there's uh, you know action is it, it's violence and this and that but I think it's a bit much sometimes, sir, and if you're paying people to to knock guys out, to take guys out, to to hurt other guys and, and what's the word I'm looking for here, take out the livelihood and all that stuff, sir, it's not good. It's definitely not a not a good thing. And we as fans, I mean, do you really want to see that, sir? Is that what you want as a, as a fan?
1: I definitely don't want to see it. I don't want to hear that teams have bounties on players. I mean, it you don't need that extra incentive, I feel, to actually – to go out there and play and win the game, I think your incentive should be to win and win games and you know get to the Super Bowl, win a championship. I don't think your incentive should be all right. We'll give you ten thousand dollars if you take out the opposing quarterback. I think that's that's crazy. That's I can't believe that you know if teams are running those kind of bounty programs. I think that's a little sadistic and sick, to be honest with you. But the the name of the game <laughs> of football is to hurt the other team and to, to get to the quarterback, make sure he you know he he gets hurt, but. You don't have bounties and say, Okay, I took out Peyton Manning, where's my twenty five thousand dollars? That's just not right.
0: You are not into that kind of stuff, sir? Not at all. Uh, I mean I, I think that'd be fascinating to see, uh <laughs> you know to see and, and as fans you don't want to see it. It's like we said, it's kind of a contradiction because in the NFL you really it really is about hurting it's about hurting the other guy but you just don't want to kill him. But sir, is there anything else you'd like to touch on before we uh leave the smackdown smack this show?
1: I think it's way too early to talk about baseball. Thank God for wrestling and the road to WrestleMania, because it is a big one. You know, we have some football nuggets that we just got through. I guess the only thing that we should really touch upon is that we're on the second half of this accelerated season with the NBA, and it looks like the Knicks are starting to finally gel. Um, yes, they're not going to win every single game, sir, but I think that they have a good core team right now, a team that um, you know might need a, uh, the rest of this year to gel. But then next year, I think they're going to be really, really tough to beat. I think I put them up with Chicago Bulls, the um, the Miami Heat, and then you got the Knicks. I think that um, they might be a piece or a piece or two away from from contending for a whole championship, and that's surprising to say, considering you know two years ago without Carmelo and Amari, this team was floundering. And now I think that you're, you know your Knicks are will compete for a title next year, if not make a serious run this year.
0: I hope so. Uh, you know, it's, we as fans, we look forward to. We hope that's the case. I mean, I love it. I love the idea of it. I love the fact that the Knicks have the ability. They definitely have talent, sir. There There's no, there's no doubt about that. And and it's exciting. It's exciting to, to be a Knicks fan. It's exciting to hear everything. It's exciting to see the fact that Madison Square Garden is getting, uh, getting packed. People are there. People are interested. People are tuned in. People are really just kind of so pumped up. They're excited about Nick basketball. When was the last time you could say that anybody was excited about Nick basketball?
1: You're right. And um the the Mets should send thank you letters to the Knicks. They should send thank you letters to the New York Rangers because, you know, the month of April will have playoff hockey and um, like I've always said, there's nothing like playoff hockey. And um, I know you went to a hockey game recent, or this past year, in the past year, and I think you'll really like the hockey playoffs if you watch a couple of those games. We're going to get into those as we get you know, into April. So I just think that as a Mets organization, as this team tries to – oh, by the way, speaking of Mets, what's up
0: with Ike Davis? <laughs> uh, he has some type of like disease that I've never heard of, so I, I don't even know – you you tell me, sir. What 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 the hell's going on with this team?
1: He's got some kind of fever, is what I'm hearing.
0: Yeah, he's got some type of fever that I've never heard of. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I, it it's the Mets. What what can I say? Do you you are you surprised? I'm not. I'm, I'm not, surprised. not surprised.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like you just said, only the Mets, sir. Only the Mets. But thank God, we have enough content, enough material, enough guests that we don't have to talk about the Mets until I don't know, maybe June or July. <laughs>
0: I hope that we never have to talk about the Mets again. I mean, you know, sir, it is possible that the Mets surprise us, and they have a they have a good year, they have a good season. Uh, it, it's possible that they're they're not a total horror show.
1: You're right, and the the good thing is that you know we're we're out of time, so we, we don't have to talk about the Mets anymore tonight, at least. And uh, but, sir, before we close out, I just want to say, you know, closing in on number 100. I mean, it is it's amazing to think that you know we're almost at episode number 100 of Pure Gold. I mean, just keep getting better every single episode, and uh, hopefully soon we'll be in our new studios.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I mean, you know, I, I hope that there's, there's a chance. I hope there's a possibility. I hope that we can have this great studio, we can have this great time, and we can just be pumped up and be excited to, you know, be PG, as we always are, sir. And, and we are that, Pure Gold. There's, yeah. there's no doubt about that.
1: We definitely, are. let's just hope in the next couple of weeks we could break down WrestleMania with our experts, and then we'll finally, hopefully, definitely, maybe, obviously, give you some other takes because I think that you know we give you we tell like it is too, but it's always good to get the um, some other experts' take on WrestleMania, especially when it's the biggest pay per view of the year.
0: Of course, I mean there's there's no doubt about that, sir. It, it is the biggest show ever.
1: Definitely. Obviously, maybe. So you, sir, have a good week, and uh, I'll catch you on the next show.
0: You too, sir. Thank you so much, folks, for tuning in. I'd like to thank uh, Mr. Brightlegs, Jarrett Foster, for uh, coming on the show. Great guest, as always. We'd like to thank Miss Erin McDougal, the wonderful, the talented, the special Erin McDougal. Thank you so much to her for, for coming on. I mean, it's been a great show, as always. We We do it the way that only PG can. Make sure you check out our website puregoldpg.com. Listen in to the Pure Gold Radio Show every week, normally on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For JB, this is DG Pure Gold reminding you, all you folks out there, you lovely, wonderful people, our fans. Remember to always keep it PG, and of course, tune in. Like I said, next Tuesday. Uh, you know, right now, as as we currently speak. We don't have any guests scheduled. We don't have any people um, you know, coming on, but that can always change from week to week. We're always working on stuff. We're always ready, willing, and able to make it happen, and we leave you with a couple of promos by two of our favorite guests.
3: Hey, this is Ana Rodriguez, Miss Texas USA 2011, and I want you to check out Pure Gold Radio at puregoldpg.com. You can listen in to their show every week with David and Joe. They are simply pure gold.
0: Yes. Anna, and so are you.
3: This is Josh Eisenberg from Chairshot Reality
1: on WrestleZone.com. Tune in each week to Pure Gold Radio with Dave and Joe as they talk about professional wrestling, music, movies, whatever's on your mind, they'll get to it. Pure Gold Radio, Dave and Joe, the best out there, laying the smack down each week. That's Pure Gold
2: Radio.
0: Gotta love that promo.
2: What's the name of your show? Uh, Pure Gold. Pure Gold? Yes, sir. I got two words for you. Pure (laughs) gold.
0: Good night, everyone.